Uh, Jack, Jack, quick moment of your time, please. How does it feel to finally discover the Villa Talks podcast? Um, best day of my life. Great, there you have it. Back to you at the studio. Oh, 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 ain't nobody like El Ghazi. Makes me happy, makes me feel this way. Ain't nobody like El Ghazi but you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Villa Talks podcast, another episode of the Lockdown Lowdown. Another win for Aston Villa, uh, uh, an excellent victory. We managed to shit out a win somehow, not sure how, uh, after having so many games where we've been the better team and not managed to get the result. Uh, today, uh, the shoe was on the other foot, so great to see. Uh, last minute win, 93rd minute penalty from El Ghazi. I'm joined today by Jugsy as ever to talk about the match uh, and also a special guest today. We've got AJ back uh, from the VBB crew uh, standing in for Chadzi today. AJ, how you doing, mate? Good to have good, you Good, mate. On. Thanks. Yeah, good. Glad to be back. Good, good. How was the? Uh, how was MasterChef? <laughs> yeah, good, good. Uh, <laughs> it was an elimination, uh, so, you know. So, so which one was it? We were watching series eleven of MasterChef Australia. So um, Australia's the be- Australia's the best one, in my opinion. I think so. I yeah, think so. it's yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah. It's maybe great. we should do. A, maybe we should do a pod on that. Maybe. Yeah, shall we? <laughs> Not now, though. <laughs> no, we'll no, just get no, back no, to no, the villa on this. Next time. Next time. Next time. Uh, yeah, I mean, a, a, an interesting match. Um, <laughs> just a really, really tetchy affair. Uh, really, it was all about Mike Dean today, uh, and we'll touch upon that as well. Uh, his performance, uh, not too much, obviously, because we don't talk about him. He'll love that anyway if we talk about him. But uh, we'll talk about the game, go in a bit of detail about the various uh, talking points. Uh, but probably best place to start is just to get your general thoughts. Jugsy, uh, first off, mate, how, how, how are you feeling first off after that win? Uh, what's, your, what's your general mood? But also, what do you think of the game overall? Yeah, I'm just delighted, to be honest. And it's not just as a Villa fan. I mean, I'm just happy for the team because we deserved... Um, to three points after our performances in the last few weeks. And I think we just got a bit of bit of sort of the rub of the green today. And um yeah, I mean to it was a derby game and to get a last minute winner is nothing better really. There's nothing better than that. And just set up our weekend. So yeah, really pleased. And I thought the game itself, I know you mentioned shit housing a win. I thought we we were decent to be honest. I thought we had a lot of the ball. Um they probably had the better chances. Uh, I would say, but I think the main talking points were around our initial sort of pen shout in the first half, um, which was, yeah, I thought a pen. Um, and yeah, I thought we played really well. I thought Dean Smith really set the right tone. He was very positive with his change. So he put in Ramsey instead of Hurahan and played Ramsey and McGinn as two number eights. And I thought that was very positive. We didn't just go in there trying to look for a point. Um, we tried to go out there and win the game. And um, I thought that was a really positive move. Uh, we d- adapted well as a team. Um, I thought that, that connection on the left with Grealish, McGinn and Target worked well. Um, Traore had some sort of bright sparks, but yeah, I thought Watkins was immense leading the line. I mean, he just made a massive difference to us this season because his all-round play is just excellent. I mean, he's, he's hard work for the defenders. He looks sharp in front of goal. Um, he got a shot away. I think that was deflected and well saved by Patricio. Um, but just just a perfect performance from him. And I thought the back five, I mean, we we're probably going to signal out Martinez for his performance and he was probably man of the match. But I thought the back four were outstanding. I mean, Target had a really tough task against Adama. 
Um, he coped with him very well. Um, got to credit Grealish as well because he, he did work back defensively. So it just shows what a sort of team effort it was. And I think the, the biggest take, uh, while well, talking, what well, the biggest point I'll take out of today was our team spirit. Um, we lost a man obviously for the last five minutes. We didn't drop our heads. We carried on playing playing positively. Grealish and McGinn didn't take it into a corner. They tried to make something happen at the edge of the box, and we got a pen. And that just shows what we're about and what we're about under Smith. And um, I think we've had four last-minute winners of the last season and a half, uh, which is the most in the league. So it just shows how resilient we are and how we keep going. Um, and it is a credit to, to Smith and the team. And I thought the celebrations at the end, um, the huddle at the end, I think all, all the players were just delighted. And I think, yeah, I mean, pressure was a bit mounting on us after not really getting what we deserved in the last two games. And yeah, today um, it just paid off and uh, yeah, really pleased for the team. AJ, were you, were you surprised when you saw the initial starting lineup with Ramsey on, in the team? Yeah, a little bit surprised, uh, but... I think it was the right decision. I, I was kind of expecting that that Ramsey would had been picked because he could do a role more similar to what Barkley would normally do, and he'd be pushed on a bit a bit further forward. So I think, especially early on, I think uh, Jugsy's right that as the game went on, him and McGinn were sort of both interchanging and playing in quite a similar role. But early on, it looked like McGinn was a bit more advanced. It looked like we had a particular plan to get McGinn in that inside left channel get the ball forward to him early on and, and we had some we had some joy uh in a couple of the early uh phases of play um, trying to do that and i think ramsey did okay he didn't he didn't pull up any trees but i think both him and mcginn um yeah i'm sure we'll come on to talk about uh mcginn's performance being much better in the second half than the, than the first but even in the first half I felt they were doing a lot of unseen work and that's the sort of stuff you've got to do against Wolves. You've got to prevent those quick counters. You've got to, you know, you, you've got to try and press them where you can. And uh, I, I was very, I was a little bit surprised to see him start because he hasn't even been on the bench for a, for a lot of games. Um, but I think it was the right decision given the nature of the opposition and, and given what we know about uh, Connor, who undoubtedly has some strengths, but also has some limitations around his pace and mobility and all those things as well. So, uh, uh, yeah, surprised, but I guess pleasantly surprised to see that um, Smith had made quite a bold decision to do that. And, and given the results and the fact that Ramsey played the full 97 minutes or whatever it was, uh, I think justified, made the, made the right call, I think you could say. First, I mean, looking at the first half in, in detail, um, it seemed like both teams really, I, I mean, Mike Dean didn't help affairs at all uh, with, with the constant blowing the whistle. And, you know, you look you look back at it and yeah, most of them were fouls, but I think I think he set a precedent with the, the early booking of Louise uh, for something that wasn't really that bad. And I, and I look back at the game now and I can't really think of too many bad challenges. And the fact that two men have been sent off and we've had, what, 11 yellow cards or whatever, doesn't really make any sense. But first half, really, I mean, that didn't help. Don't get me wrong. But I think just, do you think both teams just sort of cancelled each other out? Um, and, and the fact that we cancelled Wolves out, does that show you the progress that Villa have made in the last however many months? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a couple of things going on. I think we shouldn't ignore that Wolves have changed their system. They don't look fully settled. Obviously, Jimenez is a big miss for them. Barkley a big miss for us too, in terms of the, you know the fluency of our play. Um, but first half against Wolves, that's what they do. They they look to break up play. You know, there's a lot of stuff about last season how they were much more effective as an attacking force in the second half. 
Um, they've carried that into this season a little bit too. So I, I think, you know, they've played that three at the back for so long. Switching to four is going to make it a bit disjointed and, and I, I don't think they've quite mastered that uh, that that new way of playing yet. And and I think, you know, they did set up to spoil a little bit and it, it, it was us that was trying to, trying to play and it was quite frustrating to watch often. I do think on Mike Dean... Um, you know, he's very happy with his... I think they said on BT Sport it was his 3,000th booking or something uh, in this in this game. There weren't quite all in this game, but it felt like it. <laughs> but I think when you watch some of the replays, yeah, they were niggly fouls, not bad ones, but a lot of them were like, it's a cynical pull of the shirt and things yeah. like that. And it's, it's always going to be a yellow. And so I, I kind of... In a way, it pains me to say it, but I have a bit of sympathy for him in the sense that the, pl- the type of fouls were not malicious or dangerous, but a lot of them were the type of fouls where everyone expects there to be a yellow card and he kind of had to pull it out. Yeah, and I, th- I think just on that, as a Villa fan, I think there was a lack of consistency. I think there was a couple of occasions where Tomato was persistent fouling Jack and Connor Cody pulled back Watkins at one stage and he didn't really brandish a yellow card. I think Tomato got one in the end, but... I think that's what we're missing this season is the refereeing has been so poor. It's just the consistency. Like if you're going to give a yellow for one thing and the other team did the same thing, then you've, you've got to match that. And it is, he, he set himself off on a bad foot by booking Louise too early. And uh, yeah, I think Louise was very naive for his challenge. Um, I don't think he meant any harm. It was one of those where he tried to just leverage himself being a, a short player. But yeah, um, end of the day, he got the main decision right at the end, which was a pen, and I thought that was Stonewall. And uh, I think D made the right call because I thought he could have easily bottled that as well. Yeah, yeah, he could have. Yeah, and, and yeah, it was. Def- I think it was definitely the right call. I mean, there was that was obviously the big shout in the first half. Which, uh, I mean, looking back, looking back at it, I think if it was maybe two or three years ago, I'd be thinking uh, not really a pen. Uh, you know, I can see why he's not given it. But I think in the current climate, the way pens have been given this year, again, going to your point around consistency. You know, most other games that pen, that pen would have been given by VAR because it's hit his arm. Um, so again, you know, you can be a bit annoyed about that, and I think Smith was. But overall, that first game, I mean, there's not really that many chances to talk about, really. I mean, Villa, I thought were were, were probably the better team, edged it slightly. Uh, Wolves were, were definitely like, as AJ said, were trying to break the game down, and which is what they do. Uh, so break the play up, which is what they do. But I think I think we got in some really good positions. You know, you talk about McGinn, he got in behind Semedo quite a few times, Grealish the same. And we got sort of edge of the box. Troy, you know, had a few bad touches and and, and miscontrolled it a few times. But then again, he had a really good bit of play where he controlled it with the, with the sort of back of his foot and then sort of meg Cody and got through and, and really summed up that, that first half for everyone really when he managed to get in a good position and then didn't make much of it and I think that pretty much summed up the first half it was just lacking a bit of quality more than anything else wasn't it yeah and I think what AJ mentioned again I think it was just down to two well-drilled teams and you just got to give credit to both defensives uh, defenses sorry they were both well organized um, they knew what each other's strengths were and with Jack I think I think Wolves coped with him quite well. He didn't have much space on the ball. I think they doubled up on him quite a bit and we doubled up against Adama. Um, and obviously we tried to attack down the right and I thought we had some good sort of uh, opportunities and positions with Cash overlapping Traore, which, is, which was a real positive for me because we've not really seen much um, attacking on that right. And that was because obviously Traore did cut back inside and take up some good positions centrally and was a bit more flexible than sort of just, just playing on that wing. 
Um, so again, I think that was a positive, just showing that we can adapt how, how we attack. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think, I mean, let, let's talk about the fullbacks quickly then. Uh, you mentioned Cash there, who I thought had a really good game. Another player who has come under f- some criticism last year uh, and still ma- still gets criticism now and again uh, from Villa fans. But really, this season has been one of our most consistent performers. And, you know, coming up against Adama, Traore last year, you know, he, was in- he got injured in both games against Wolves uh, and managed to go off. And, and before that, wasn't really having the best of games anyway. Uh, a lot of fans were fearing the worst of uh, t- today's game with Target versus Torre. AJ, what did you think of, of Target's performance overall? And also, what do you think of his general performance this season? Yeah, so in terms of today's game, I thought he was great. I mean, you, you guys said Martinez was probably man of the match and uh, we'll, we'll come back and talk about his performance, I, I'm sure. But I think Target actually pushed him pretty close. And I think especially in the second half, I think you're right, you mentioned at the beginning, uh, Jack was tracking back quite a lot and he was quite disciplined. I felt like in the second half, he'd been stopped, told to stay high up a little bit more. He wasn't tracking back so much and he was trying to stay up the pitch to support Watkins and try and spring a few counter-attacks and, and, and so on. Um, and a lot of the time, Target was doing a lot of work at left-back uh, on his own or with you know one of the midfield three shuffling across to help him sometimes a little bit as well. And I thought he did an excellent, an excellent job. I don't think Traore's quite been at the level this season that he was last season, partly because he, you know, he's run on the bench for for a lot of the um, first part of the, the season. But nonetheless, uh, keeping him quiet for the vast majority of the the game and and often doing that one on one, that's a, an absolutely massive performance, I think. And um, yeah, I think he's been very reliable all season. I, I think you know when we were looking at who we were going to sign in the in the summer, left back was top of a lot of people's. This partly for competition, not not necessarily to replace Target, because um, we we haven't got still a lot of depth in that position, I guess. Um, but but certainly because there were concerns about him uh, and whether he can, can play at this this level. But I think um, you know he's allayed all of those concerns for me, uh, and in particular this performance today. He, he was pretty close to man of the match for, for me. I think I think he was I think he was excellent, and and the whole back five. You know, there's questions still about Mings taking risks every now and then, but there, there wasn't really much of that today. I, I thought the back five were all excellent. Um, and it'd be interesting to see in Burnley, because obviously Cash is now going to be suspended, um, a little bit of disruption to that back five for the first time this season, really, and, and see what difference that what that difference that makes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I mean well, Cash and Louis is going to be missing for the Burnley game. Uh, and it's not, I mean, it's only one game and hopefully Barkley will be back and you'd imagine Elmo will probably step in uh, and an old experienced head to come in a right back. And, and again, it'll be a tough game against Burnley because, you know, they are very physical and they do like to attack the box. So I think someone like Elmo is probably uh, a good replacement for, for Cash. But it's a shame because, again, as you've said, he's been a pretty consistent performer. Uh, looking at the second half then, first half, like I said, not much to, to shout about. I think for most of the first half, Villa were the better team. Wolves did have a good 10-minute spell where they had a few block shots and, and, and whatnot, but but nothing really of note. And, and Martinez sort of handled them quite well. Um, and, and I think one rebounded off when Mings managed to get a foot away. Um but, you know, apart from that, nothing really to, to uh, talk about. But the second half, again, Villa started brightly. First 20, 25 minutes, Villa were the better team again, weren't they, Jugsy? And then Wolves managed to come back in the come back in the, in the the game and really sort of pushed on and were looking for the win and looked like the most, probably more likely side to, to win that game. Yeah, I thought Martinez made a couple of great saves and I think 
the turning point in that game was the save against Diodonka. Um, which is, yeah, point blank rage. And um, he got the winner against us at Villa Park last season and he scored quite a good goal. And that chance, I think, yeah, was an excellent save. And I thought nine times out of 10, that goes in. Um, and just shows what confidence we've got in Martinez um, because not only was his shot stopping great, he was great off his line as well, quick off his line, which I didn't really associate to Martinez in the past. Um, I think there was a chance when Troy could have got in behind Minks and Martinez was out and cleared that out. So it's just his all-round game. It gives so much confidence to the back four. You've got someone that you can trust, unlike last season, where I thought when Rayner and obviously Nyland were in, in, in the net, we were really struggling and uh, there was a lack of confidence and belief in him. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, Martinez was excellent. Um, and that second half, I thought, yeah, Wolves like looked like the, the team that are going to go on to win that game. Um, we sort of faded and I thought... Um, we looked a bit leggy in midfield. Um, we weren't really creating much chances. We just looked devoid of ideas. Um, I thought, yeah, it was, as I mentioned, Wolves defended really well and it was going to be, Jack would have had to create something or else we were we were really struggling. And uh, just a quick mention to, to, to uh, Watkins. I thought he gave Connor Cody the toughest 90 minutes this season he's probably had. And Connor Cody is a very good defender. And he, he likes players that try, sort of run at him because he can match him physically and with pace. And Watkins really, really troubled him. And he just helped us keep the ball in that final third for Wolves. Um, Wolves is half. So, yeah, I think Watkins deserves some mention because that performance was a perfect performance for an all-round striker. And it, obviously, he didn't get the goal, but that performance was good enough for me and just shows how much improvement we've made again from last season where we were lacking that massively last season. That's, that game last season, we would have lost. Um, so, really pleased to win. Um, again against Wolves where there's a bit of niggle and they beat us twice last season so it's good to get a bit of revenge and uh, have the bragging rights for a while yeah and what I mean you talk about Watkins there and and I I mean I didn't really realize obviously until you see him play for your team you know you you see him on on sort of live games in the championship and and you see him scoring goals and getting assists and normally he's playing on the left although he played striker last year um, but I didn't realise how good he is in terms of his link-up play and how strong he is and, and how, how good his control is as well. Like there's so many times um, today and in the previous few games as well where the ball sort of, he's plucked it out of the sky out of nowhere and, and just straight stopped it dead uh, and, and held off a really strong defender. You know, he's come up against Van Dyke, Gabriel, Cody, you know, really top. Um, uh, came up against Fofana before who's, who's had an excellent season so far. And, and he's really out-muscled them most of the time and, and physically matched them and really made a tough night for, for all of them. And, and it, you know, I mean, the fact is his first season, this is what, 10th game in the, in the Premier League. I mean, AJ, I mean, what, do you, what do you think of, of Watkins just quickly? I mean, he's just been, I know he's, most of his goals have come in bunches, but overall his general play, it's, uh, it's really helping the team out a lot, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think... Um... He doesn't look like the sort of player that's going to be out muscling Connor Cody to hold the ball up and stuff like that. He he looks like what I think we probably all thought we were signing when we got him, which is a pacey guy who's going to run in behind and you know nick a chance when it falls to him and all of that. And he's done all that, but I think this other aspect to his game that he he can be a sort of guy who's going to hold it up and and bring the wide players in or 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 pull out wide and 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 let other people go through the middle. I guess especially when Barkley's playing and. Yeah, link link up, you know, drop off deep, link up, all that sort of stuff. He, he does have uh, an all round quality to his game that, you know, we, we've had a we, we've been discussing. Obviously, his, his goal returns been 
been pretty good, but then he's had a couple of chances he hasn't taken, which he's acknowledged himself in interviews and stuff. But it kind of, that's less of a concern when he contributes, even even when he's not uh, scoring in ev- in every game, he's still contributing to the performance of the team overall. And I, I think he's been excellent. And I think it's just worth uh, contrasting that with Fabio Silva today. You know, a lot of people question the money we play we paid for Watkins Fabio Silva costs thirty-five million pounds, and I know he's young and it's his first start. But that guy's started one game for for Porto, and he's worth thirty-five million pound. And people questioning what we paid for Watkins when he's he's played in you know he's not played in the Premiership, but he's he's played in this country and he's played under Dean Smith before, and he's much more of a known quality and a quantity and a consistent goal scorer. Uh, on today's performances, I know which one I'd rather have in the team anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, he's, yeah, I know Silva's 18 and, and long way for him to go. And I'm sure he'll develop into a really top class player. But yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think the value for, value for money is there. It's a, quite apparent with Watkins. You can see his quality. You can see his attributes and what he can bring. Um, and, and really, I mean, he looks like one of the be- better strikers in the Premier League already. And I know it's in his, te- in his 10th game. And, you know, he probably had our best chance uh, in, in, in that second half where he, again, he, he did it, he did most of the work himself, really, where he uh, sort of uh, found himself on the left of the left of the 18-yard box and, and uh, sort of toyed with the defender a little while and then tried to hit a shot inside the near post and got a little deflection. And, and Patricia, as, as Jugsy said, had, you know, did really well to save that because that came yeah. out of nowhere, really. Uh, and that was really it. I mean, Louise had a shot. Uh, which sort of went past the post, which was a decent, uh, decent pass or a decent work from Jack Grealish, and and then passed it to Louise. Louise sort of dummied and shimmied across and, and hit it just past the post. Apart from that, we had a few near chances, a few headers that we just missed at the back post. Good work by McGinn again, uh, but and uh, Wolves definitely had the better chances. Uh, Neto, who who I thought I think is an excellent player. And, and did fairly well today as well. Hit a really good shot just past the post. Dodonka shot we already mentioned. I think Dodonka shot, actually, one thing we didn't notice, and we'll go into Martinez now as well, was um, if you look at the angle behind the goal when they show that shot again, Martinez has got a defender right in front of him. So he sees that really last minute coming past the defender and the ball coming the other side because he doesn't really know which side that ball is going to go because he can't see Dodonka. So for him to save that, I know it's fairly close to him, not right by you know not right in front of him but sort of to the side of him but it's coming at a pace for him to get a strong hand on that and, and push it away yeah that yeah, is a really I, really top class save i agree i do think dendonka should score though i think no yeah you know yeah, it's I mean, a good he's save still, he's still had another he's another given him a chance hasn't he yeah. like you know yeah, and it fell to him sharply and all of that but it's still it was a really good save but um it was a save i'd expect martinez to make um, and the fact that he controlled the ball afterwards and all of that, you know, you know, adds to adds to the quality. I think. But I think you know, Jugsy mentioned that one where they almost got in behind first half. That's the big difference for me. That you know, we can hold the, a higher line and all of that because you know he's going to read the game so well and come out, and we're not going to have calamity moments like we had with uh, all of our goalkeepers at different times last <laughs> yeah. season. Like you can you can have the confidence to play that way. The, which we couldn't have last season because, yeah, he's going to make all the saves you expect him to make. Um, but also he's he's so sharp and smart and good off his line that you, you don't have to worry so much about holding that holding that high line, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it's a bit weird, really, because Martinez, we've lost four of the last five. And Martinez really hasn't had many saves to make, really. I mean, I think all the goals, he couldn't really do much about most of them. 
uh, and and apart from the goals that that have been scored, there haven't been. There's probably been another one or two shots on target in the whole of the last five games that he has been troubled by. So you know the fact well, that it was, he's, uh, it was telling on match of the day, wasn't it? That three of the six goals of the month were against us. Like everyone's just yeah. scoring. Everyone's yeah. scoring well, goals is against us. Like, yeah. what can you, shows your luck. So we probably say? probably do a, probably do a bit of luck today. And I, and I know. I mean, I'll go to Josie's point. I think generally we did play well, and we you know it's an away performance at the end of the day. It's a typical away performance. Yeah. Um. And, and, and yeah, yeah. So you go on. Sorry, I think one of the points was we were under strength. Like Trezeguet was missing, Barkley was missing. We had no striker, second striker on the bench. So we came into that game with just Algazi as the attacking option. Um. So we we're quite limited in our options. So. At the start of the game, when I saw our, our lineup and sort of bench strength, I thought a point. I'll take a point now. I'll snap your hand off for a point. So, just shows how much progress there's been under Smith again this season, and we deserved that win today. I mean, we deserved it for how well we've played the season, and it's a massive positive for the team. And again, it just showed that we can step up as a team and not just be reliant on on Grealish um, when he has a sort of a quiet game, always marked out the game, um, and it just gives us a bit of momentum now because obviously not playing against Newcastle was, yeah, we're at a disadvantage being two games behind everybody else and losing that bit of momentum. So now we've got two games sort of in four days now with Burnley and West Brom. So it'd be good to see, get some momentum again and we're through a busy period. So it means that we can rely on the likes of Ramsey, Torore, Al Ghazi even to step up now because they've got a bit of confidence. They've been part of a team that's won. I mean, Ramsey's first game is a win against Wolves. You don't get better than that as a sort of sort of um, hometown player, really. So, um, yeah, a re- re- lot of positives from today. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you mentioned Al Ghazi. We'll come on to him now. So, uh, well, just before the, the penalty, obviously, Louise got sent off and... You know, we've mentioned this already. I think it is naive. He's he's le- he's led with his elbow, so you can see why he's been yellow carded. At the same time, it's it's a really typical way to uh, to head the ball, especially for a shorter player to, to try and get higher up. You know, try and sort of get that, like you say, leverage uh, on the opposition shoulder and, and try and get higher up to head the ball away. So you can see, as obviously meant no intent, but again, you probably can see why Dean sent him off. But really, after they got after our man got sent off, you're thinking, well, there's only one winner now. But I don't think. I think we actually played fairly well after we went down to ten men. We we seem to be still attacking, as as Jugsy mentioned. We still seem to be we still seem to have that attacking intent and try and go win the game, which was great to see. And we didn't try and uh, slow the game down and, and play the game out and play for the draw. We we still managed to you know still managed to get in good positions. And then towards the end, obviously Grealish and McGinn link up. McGinn does excellent. Uh, Meg Semedo gets through. Gets in behind the wrong side of Semedo, and Semedo really, you know, is a bit clumsy. Really, he's not—he's not trying to tackle him or anything, but it sort of runs into the back of his calf, and McGinn goes down. And fairly, fairly clear penalty, wasn't it, AJ? It wasn't really definitely, much. Definitely, really and no question. I mean, you know, they looked at it for about ten seconds on VAR, so that that tells you that it was a it was a clear pen because they're always looking for something, aren't they? So. Uh, yeah, absolute clear pen. Um, McGinn did really well. Uh, and as we've said, you know, could easily have tried to keep that in the corner, but went for it, got got our just just rewards, really. And I think that's a big thing under Smith that we always felt when he first came in, that was his approach, was to try and attack. And then I think last season, he probably did that too much, given the limitations of the players, then got a bit more pragmatic after lockdown. And that's what kept us up. But then now we've got the players uh, where we can we can do that, and we've got confidence and, and ability, and 
Yeah, I mean, when you look at last season, we were losing games when other play, other teams had 10 men for most of the game, you know, whereas whereas now we go down to 10 and we still find a way to, to win. It's such a remarkable turnaround um, from one season to the to the next. Yeah, yeah. And, and just quickly before we go on Al-Ghazi, I mean, you mentioned McGinn there, an excellent work by him. I mean, I mean, first half, I thought he was generally very poor. He got in some really good positions, but his touch was quite poor and he was dispossessed quite a few times and just general play, you know, he wasn't at the races really. But then second half, he sort of transformed his performance really, I thought. And he did really well linking up with Jack and Target on the left and put some excellent crosses in. I mean, it's great to see. That's the McGinn we want to see, isn't it? I know he's been fairly inconsistent this season, but when he's at his best, he's such a vital part of our team, don't you think, AJ? I just think the part of it in the same he just doesn't get tired. He just doesn't seem to get tired in a game. Like I know after the internationals we felt he was a bit leggy and that's understandable. And he was probably a bit hungover as well, to be honest. But um he like when everyone else is getting tired in the game, he's still making those long busted runs and moon and that just gives him such an advantage in the in the second half. And I thought I, I didn't think he was as bad in the first half as some people have making out, yeah. actually. I, I thought Again, like on the ball, I agree, and he gave it away a little bit. But the work he was doing off the ball um, in a scrappy game was still vital, I think. And then in the second half, um, it, he tidied up his 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 play and possession a little bit, and uh, you know, it makes again, it, it makes such a difference to um, Jack and the players around him if if he's got someone to to play off. And obviously, Barkley's been brilliant at that, but we shouldn't overlook the fact that McGinn can do that. Too, and I think he did a lot of that in the second half. And the the penalty was an example of that with a link up between him, Target, and and Grealish down the left, and then he's managed to break into the box. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, I'm just quickly add on McGinn and his sort of lack of impact this season compared to last season. Um, I think it's more of a compliment to to McGinn really because I think other teams have done their homework on McGinn because he's such a vital player to Villa because he's so good at sort of getting his body in the way and getting past players and shifting the ball past players that it's become a bit predictable and, and a lot of players now read him because they probably do a bit of research and, and background on McGinn. Um, so that's one area he needs to just vary that up where he does that same sort of move quite a lot. And I think a lot of teams are, are cottoning onto that fact. I think there's one stage where the um, Wolves player Prodens uh, dispossessed him in our half. Uh, which could have been a dangerous situation. So that's something I think I'd mention and something that we, we probably need to monitor. But again, yeah, McGinn, you, you just can't knock the lad. He gives it 100% and uh, he's just a dynamic type of player. And he's that player that's going to give um, a loose touch away or, or get dispossessed or try something special and, and it might not come off. But we just got to keep backing him because he, he gives everything to, to that to that Villa shirt, really. Yeah, and, and obviously signing a new deal yesterday as well. Uh, it's great to see him winning the penalty for our winning goal as well. And another player that you you, you must be really pleased for, Jugsy, is Al Ghazi after getting a lot of stick, let's be honest, at the end of last season for that miss against Everton. Uh, and then the beginning of this season for for his performance in the Cup. Um, you know, he had to delete uh, delete his social Twitter. media account. Yeah. Sorry, he did delete his Twitter account, which is not, not something you want to see. I mean, how, how pleased are you for Al Ghazi to firstly have the bottle to step up, take that pen, and then slotted home so coolly. And then after an interview, say, no, I didn't really feel any pressure, to be honest. It's something I should be scoring. I know I'm used to it. <laughs> no, it's, it's refreshing, actually. And uh, yeah, I'm so pleased for Ghazi because he's had a tough start to the season. He's not really had much of a sniff. And I think this moment will change the season around, much like it did for Trezeguet when he got that winner against Leicester in the Cup. 
um, this was a massive moment for him. And I think you've got to give a bit of credit to Jack. I think Jack on the pitch as a leader is just perfect for me because he leads by example and he's a football thinker, if that makes sense, because he, he speaks to the ref, he speaks to the players, he organises our, our team and he trains with these players every day. So he knew Algazi technically, he's going to have the composure and confidence to slot that home and he made the right call because Jack made that call, uh, as Algazi alluded to in the interview. And for Gazi to step up, really, took a lot of minerals. I mean, if I was in his position, I would have copped out. That's just me being honest. I think many of the fans would have because he's a bit of a scapegoat anyway. And if he missed that pen, I mean, he, there's probably no coming back from that. Um, but he stepped up, looked confident, and it was a great take, really. And um, yeah, I think I'm hopeful that that will turn his season around and just give him a bit of confidence. But I think a lot could be said about the team celebrations. I mean, they were absolutely delighted for him. And I think everyone on social media afterwards, like Instagram, like all the defenders have posted about Algazi. So it just shows what sort of unity there is within the squad and what a popular member of the squad Algazi is uh, again. So it's one of those things where Smith sees our players, you know I mean, day in, day out in training. And sometimes it's hard to fit in 11 players just because of balance and systems and things like that. So in this busy period, to give Algazi a bit of a confidence boost and him to be a match winner in a derby is massive for Villa um, because we don't really have many options, do we? We haven't got a massive squad. Um, so, yeah, really pleased for Algazi and uh, pleased for, again, Jack just proving again that he is a leader and someone we can be proud of on the pitch. Before before we go to the comments, uh, AJ, what are your what are your final thoughts on the game? Obviously, I didn't mention uh, Matinia got sent off as well for second booking, but... I mean, I don't think that was a that was a yellow card anyway. But anyway, that was by the by. But overall, what are your thoughts on on the game, AJ, uh, and, and the one 0 win? Uh, well, my boss is a Wolves fan, but I actually um, I actually broke up on uh, Friday, which obviously I'm delighted about. But in a way, we're a bit disappointed now that I'm not going to be around <laughs> to, <laughs> to give us some <laughs> to give us some stick. We we shouldn't forget it's a derby, you know. And I'm I'm from the Black Country really originally, so I've got a lot of uh, friends who are Wolves and Baggies fans more so than Blues fans, probably. So yeah, I'm I'm absolutely delighted about it. And uh, I think much like we said uh, and you guys said on the pod after the Leicester game. In some ways, it's these ones that are more pleasing when you look at where we've been in the last, especially last season. And but even when we we're in the Premier League before that, you know, the being able to match a physical, uh, tough team like Wolves in a very tight game and come out and win that game. In some ways, that says more about where I think we'll end up this season than completely outplaying Arsenal or, or Liverpool. So I think it's a it's another good performance. Um, it, it does sort of speak to the frustration a little bit of why couldn't we be that tight against West Ham and, and end up winning that game convincingly. So there's still ups and downs, but you've got to be delighted with that today. Um, you know, even like the context of West Ham missing a late penalty, you know, to have that, be able to put that to bed again so soon afterwards. And again, uh, Jugsy touched on that kind of, that team spirit. I think, you know, last season really, they went through the they went through the fire, didn't they? And that's really brought them together. And they look like they're loving it as much as we are. You know, they look like they're having a great time, and that's that's great. That's so nice to see, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some excellent points there, AJ. And I think you're completely right about the manner of the win uh, and what it what it says about our team, and and hopefully the the direction we're heading in as well, uh, and the fact that we've closed the gap on Wolves as well. Uh, you know, I think the beginning of last season and that game, this, you know, the same game last season, we looked light years away from them, didn't we really? And 
and the fact that we've we've sort of closed that gap so quickly um, again speaks to Smith and the job he's doing as well. I think you know he's he's so underrated what he's done in his last three or so years. I mean, from where we are now, and obviously there's a long way to go in the season, but we're definitely definitely heading in the right direction with a bit of luck. You know, we can we can definitely do a, definitely do well this season and then push on again next season. So great to see. So let's let's quickly move on to the to the comments. Uh, there's actually quite a few of them, uh, more so than I thought. So we'll try and get as many as I, as, as we can. Uh, just a couple of comments on Al Ghazi. I, I asked a question uh, whether you know has he made up for that miss against Everton uh, last season and. and uh, Gaz Oak said, I can always forgive misses. It was more to do with the, the fact that he bottled it physically last year. Uh, but I'll never forget his goal in the playoff final and the fact that he didn't fast in that in that semi-final. He chose, oh, sorry, in that final and chose not to fast um, so he can he could play at his best for Villa. Um, Cole Petham from talk from uh, uh, 7,500 7, to the Holt. Uh, excellent podcast. Uh, heck yes, have to applaud him for stepping up and delivering a comfortable finish. Um Dean Gregory, uh, considering he was probably our weak... Oh, sorry, that's about target. Sorry. So, yeah, just on target, uh, Dean Gregory said, considering he was probably our weak link last season, he's massively improved for this one. Other than giving away a pen against Sheffield United, has he really put a foot wrong this season? I don't think so. I think he's been one of our most consistent performers, hasn't he? Uh, George Appleton, uh, some balls for Anwar to step up and take that pen. Well done. Emmy kept us in the game. Ramsey done himself. No harm. Dougie will be a miss. Should be in the camper straight swap. Mike Dean spoiled the game. Great three points, just as I was starting to think a draw was a good result considering. I'm just looking ahead to the Burnley game, AJ. Um, obviously, Louise and, and Cash are missing. Who, who would be your two picks to, to come into the side? Uh, I think I'd I think you'd probably pick Elmo instead of Cash, as you mentioned earlier. Um, and I do like, you know, Elmo's sort of crossing from that right-back position. At times last year, that was that was our biggest threat, which, which partly shows how poor we were at times last year but he, he is really good in that role but I think most of us would probably prefer to see Gilbert in there um, I do think he has his limitations defensively but he's quick he gets forward he'll get on that overlap and it's burning at the end of the day I'd, I think I'd rather go for the slightly more dynamic option uh, in the middle of the park it, it's hard to say isn't it because we don't know whether Barkley's going to be back or or not and that's got to be taken into consideration as well I, I'm usually a fan of um, trying to stick to like for like as far as possible and the closest we've got is Nakamba so I probably would swap him in none of the other options you could argue oh if Barkley comes back then maybe you drop McGinn a bit deeper and but it's not his natural position if you want someone in there in that kind of uh, in, in that deep pivot role then I think Nakamba is the natural solution to that. But again, whether Smith will go with that option, I don't, I don't really know. Jugs, do you go for the same? Yeah, I'd, I'd go for Almo definitely. I think with his crossing, he's such an attacking threat. And I just want us to take the game to Burnley, not just try and sit back. And I think last season, Gilbert had pretty, a pretty bad game against Burnley at home. So I think Almo would be the best choice. And Adds a bit of height on the hey, back well, post. Gil, Gilbert set up the set up the goal for Algarzi. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you know <clears throat> defensively, I'm talking about because um, yeah, he did, goal, he did, yeah, 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 second goal, he was his fault, wasn't it? Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. yeah, the first goal as well. There's a question mark on him. I can't remember now, but um, I think Almo just adds a bit of height as well on that back post where yeah, Burnley will be getting a lot of crosses in and, and probably focusing on set pieces. And I think Watkins would love playing with Almo just for that early cross because Watkins makes that yeah. quite early. 
And that was the goal that we got against West Ham where Target put that ball in. And uh, I think Watkins made that run today as well a couple of times. So I think that's really a, a good option. Um, and I go, yeah, like for like Nakamba. I think we need a natural defensive midfielder, um, someone that breaks up the play, knows their job, keeps it simple. Um, so Nakamba will be the one for me. And Barkley, obviously, he's got a hamstring injury. So I doubt he'll start Burnley. I reckon they'll save him for West Brom and he might be on the bench for Burnley. But if he's fit... And ready to start, obviously, I love him to come in for Ramsey. I know a bit harsh on Ramsey after after getting the three points today, but that's football. Yeah, yeah. You convinced uh, me, Jogsy. Let's go, elbow. <laughs> yeah, cheers, mate. Looking ahead, then. Uh, oh, a few of the comments, sorry. Uh, firstly, uh, GH Villa Gary, a re- regular listener to the podcast. Really impressed by the fact that today was our fourth, and this is the same point that Jogsy made earlier, really impressed by the fact that today was our fourth 90-plus minute winner in the PL since the in the Premier League since the last season, Brighton, Watford, Leicester, and Wolves are the other game or the, or the games. Uh, that's double any other team, which Jugsy mentioned earlier, and speaks volumes about a spirit. Feels Man United esque from the nineties. Oh, big shout, big shout. That's good. I mean, again, speaks to our team spirit as well. And again, I think another stat: fourth was it fourth clean sheet away from home out of five, and and really West Ham. You know, apart from the two goals they scored, they didn't have it a stiffer goal. So. That could have easily been another clean sheet if uh, if things had gone right for us. So again, shows you how good we've been defensively. Uh, let's hope we can start doing that at home, uh, which we haven't been doing. Um, uh, Elliot Holmes again, a regular listener to the to the pod. Uh, much more like like the post lockdown Villa today in regards to our defensive display. Totally committed to keeping a clean sheet with numerous blocks and tackles across the back four. Yes, Emmy had some saves to make, but overall we're determined to not concede targets to approval match. Yeah, again, I think we've spoken on that already. Uh, Asad uh, says, those nervous last 15 minutes are no longer there. It's weird. We are becoming an assured team. Yeah, definitely. Still a few silly mistakes on us. Uh, missing Trez. Hopefully he will be back and Ross to further strengthen us. Great three points to be back in the top 10 where we belong. 20 points, 20 points to go. Well, I think, well, I'm not, I'm not looking at relegation. I don't know about you guys, but um, I, I'm, I, I'm no, fairly comfortable. I was saying earlier, the bottom three or four just look so poor that, you know, I think someone said in our chat earlier today, Omar, that uh, it took us 20 games to get to the points we're on now last season. So you you never say never. You never know a long injury to Jack or something awful like that happens. But you've got to think we're looking up, not down, haven't you now, where where we are. You're thinking about where can we finish in that kind of little mini mid-table league. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, looking ahead... Um, we've got three very winnable games against Burnley, West Brom and Palace um, and then three very tough games against Chelsea, Man United and Tottenham. So, um, well, should, well, the way the season's gone, obviously those those latter three games are probably the ones that we're probably going to do well in. So we'll see. But, you know, definitely an opportunity for us to push up on, and sort of cement ourselves near the near the top half of the table. And, and then, you know, who knows in January what will happen. Um, our last comment, uh, we haven't got much time for, for many more, unfortunately, but Awab Nawari, again, regular listener, uh, again, we've mentioned this already, but he says, is European football an actual possibility? How ambitious should the club be in January? I mean, if we, obviously three games, there's plenty of games left to go in this season, January, not far away, these next three games, we could see ourselves either pushing top six or again, being maybe bottom half of the table. If we're pushing top six, would you, I mean, would you, if you were the owners, would you make a push for for some new players and and maybe try and cement that kind of position in in the league? Yeah, I'll definitely have a look at it. I mean, I think 
11 for 11, sorry, 11 against 11, we can match anyone in the top six, but it's a squad depth that has the question mark for me. And obviously January is going to come around quite quickly now. So yeah, if we're in touch with the top six, then why not have a go? Because we've got ambitious owners. So we've got the investment and money there. Obviously we need to just worry about financial fair play, but uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see some sort of positive steps and, and maybe some additional investment just so we can um, add a bit of quality to the squad. Um, yeah, so I'd be really interested to see how how we get on. These, these next few weeks are massive. Obviously, the games are back to back, and uh, injuries are going to come about. And as AJ mentioned, um, Jack Grealish is so integral to our team. If he stays injury free this season, we've got a massive chance of finishing sort of top seven, top eight easily. Um, so yeah, really positive signs, and yeah, it'd be interesting to see what we do in Jan. Um, I think we've been linked with getting maybe an additional striker because obviously Wesley's going to take some time to get back to fitness and we can't rely on Keenan Davis, unfortunately. So I think that might be an area we, we might look at. Yeah. Not, not uh, sure well, what, what you guys think, what areas would you would you guys uh-huh. look at? Hashtag big man Wesley coming back. That's what he's been putting on his on his, Twitter, on his Instagram page, isn't it? What do you, what do you think, AJ? Uh, yeah, s- similar thoughts. I mean, I know El Ghazi's come on today and won us the game, uh, with the penalty, but you looked at that bench today and you thought there's there's not a lot there that's going to change this game if we're struggling. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, but I think January is such a tough time to buy, and I think this year it's going to be probably worse than than ever, given the you know how thick and fast the games are, are coming. I think it just depends what you can get done. I'm sure they've got a list of players that they'll be looking at. I'm sure they won't be worried too much about the money because it looks like we'll finish high enough up in the table to get some decent prize money and all that sort of stuff and I think I think I read somewhere that uh Sawiris wealth has gone up 2.7 billion dollars in the last year or something so I don't <laughs> not bad up by that much. <laughs> so I don't think we need to worry too much on, on that but, but yeah I think it just depends what's available in an ideal world you get a striker in maybe another wide player um just to give that little bit of extra um, quality off the bench, really, and just you know to give us some some options if we do get pick up a couple of injuries. Uh, and I am a little bit worried about, uh, as Judsy's mentioned, how much we we have to rely on that first eleven. Even if they don't get injured, they're bound to they're bound to get tired as the season goes on with with so many games coming thick and fast and so few changes getting made just because of the weakness of the bench, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting period coming up. Um, could be season defining. It seems like we said that about every game really, but it could be a big three or four weeks for us uh, and, and could decide, I have a big factor in where we finish the season. But thank you both for, for joining me uh, tonight, uh, talking about the game. Uh, Asia, thanks for stepping in. At last no worries, minute. mate. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. pleasure to have you on. Definitely have you on again uh, if we can. Jugzy, thanks again for coming on uh, as usual. Uh, excellent insight for both of you. And, and I think the listeners will really enjoy that. Excellent win for Villa. Uh, really well earned win rather than deserved, I would say. But you know, the, the defence did the job and uh, we managed to sneak it in the end uh, and really sets us up for a platform for, for the remaining three or four games this, this year, or three games this year. So uh, we'll look forward to that. Uh, we'll be back uh, during the week uh, with, a, with a late night ramble. Hopefully, will be a, a special edition with a special guest, and I'll let you know more about that uh, when we uh, when we finalise everything. Uh, 
but then we'll be back obviously after the Burnley game on Thursday the game's coming thick and fast but uh, thanks again for listening thank you for your time if you're if you're listening for the first time please do subscribe and follow us uh, we're on all major podcast platforms if you're on Twitter we're at Villa Podcast or one word so please do follow us uh, and if you're on Apple then uh, Apple Podcast then please leave a review and rating that really helps us out a lot uh, and apart from that really thanks to the guys again for joining me and thanks for listening and uh, up the villa up the villa lads up the villa captured in august you see first on loan for us from the french premier league did not know how good he was for bruce he was subdued to the bench he go but then his confidence renewed under Dino And now Algazi is a star in Villa's history books forever Oh, 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 oh Ain't nobody like Algazi Makes me happy, makes me feel this way Ain't nobody like Algazi but you I love it. Mm-hmm. I know both Changa Lagada.